0: Hello and welcome to Creativeize,
1: Strategize and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of doing something creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish. And in this week's episode, we revisit the 1000 True Fans essay, and we actually start to strategize on how you build those 1000 True Fans.
0: So here's a new game plan since you've been gone. Okay. Uh, and I can breathe for the first time.
1: Lame. Lame.
0: So the new game plan is to get one sole investor to make these short films. Okay, actually, it's le- it's more than just making short films. It's now a business proposal to launch a production company. Mm. So it's no longer, "Hey businesses, come support this charity event." Yeah, it's one business person give me money to get my business a jump start, sort of. And and your first kind of project in that vein. Well, I have multiple projects in the pipeline okay, as a production company. Right. And two of those projects are these two mystery short, murder mystery stories. Mm-hmm. And to do a proof of concept, I need some startup funds to uh, create those. Yeah. So it's going to be the two short films that we've been talking about. So then I'm also going to raise money for like marketing and promotion and stuff like that and funds to finish feature versions of the script and go out and have meetings with people and just support the business that way. But still throw the murder mystery event to start my audience building here locally. Dang.
1: So that's the new game plan. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I think that sounds good. That sounds a lot more uh, sort of flushed out because there's, there's, it's, it's uh, I believe, what they call scalable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if your whole pitch was about, you know, oh, we're going to support the Tucson local community and, you know, that sort of thing with this one uh, event, that's not scalable. No. Mm-hmm. What happens if, uh, you know, you actually end up being really successful or you end up doing something? How do you scale up from that? Right. Right. This actually sounds like it has like, you know, ups and downs with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, sounds good for sure. I mean, I guess the...
0: I felt like I was... Before I was trying to hide behind like a nonprofit shield and like oh it's for charity so you have to like give me money to make this happen and i, f- I feel like that's not that didn't really feel good at the end of the day yeah because if i were to raise i don't know twenty thousand dollars to make these short films mm-hmm. why am i not just giving that to the charities right because i'm pretty sure the the event could but it probably won't raise that much money for the non-profit that were benefiting. no
1: yeah like if you end up if you end up uh if you end up, uh...
0: cause at the mummy screening we had a thousand dollars left over and that's what we gave to big brothers, big sisters of Tucson. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: yeah. So it's like, you're taking off the chunk to actually make the stuff first. So it's like at that point. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So this way it feels a little bit more, uh, business centered and more of what I'm going for mm-hmm. more so than than becoming a nonprofit that benefits
1: people. Yeah, I mean, it also has, like, a grounded sort of purpose outside of, you know, right. like, the, a singular event. Like, it's, it's a little bit more uh, constructed. Right. I think that'll go over well. Do you have any uh, ideas for investors? And how much of a stake are you willing to uh, allow them to have That's for how much That's the part I'm trying to flush out. you got to start watching a lot more Shark
0: Tank. Uh, uh, 10% for nine points? I don't know.
1: Is that how that works? <laughs> I mean, basically, it's like you're willing to offer a certain percentage of your production company ownership.
0: How mu- How many? How much? How much should I give up? I don't want to give up any of my company.
1: I know, but if they're giving you money, I mean, what what are going to return? So, what are you going to give them in return?
0: In the uh, film world, every film is its own LLC, so it's its own business entity, basically. Okay. So every movie you've ever seen has its own LLC and people own stakes in that. So I don't know, do I offer stakes in the two films that I'm working on or do I offer stakes in the production company?
1: Well, I uh I think that they're kind of one and the same if you think about it because if you offer stakes in the uh if you offer stakes in the film company, then you are essentially offering stakes in everything that's in your downstream. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like everything that you produce, everything that you make. And that, honestly, is probably going to be a better pitch than just offering stakes in just individual movies. That would be like if you're looking for a producer, no? Right. So, I mean, the question that you have to ask yourself is, what are you looking for? Someone to produce these
0: movies, or are you looking for... Every movie is going to be the same situation. It's going to be come up with an idea, pitch it to somebody to finance it, Mm -hmm. and then take it from there. So every project's going to be like that. But I feel like if I build up my production company enough, I can start just creating projects on my own mm-hmm. without that process of,
1: mm-hmm. Hey, give me uh, don't uh, finance my movie, please. So why don't you, uh, why don't you include that in your thought process? So you're trying to build up your production company. Therefore you are, you want, um, money to start up your production company. And the reason that you want to do that is because you want to change the way that you are uh, financing your films. Right. And okay. There you go. Like, but I'm gonna, you're going to have to offer up like a portion of your, your company.
0: Yeah, that's okay.
1: I mean, and that's just how that's going to go. Because, Or, I mean, <laughs> maybe you find some financier who just wants to do it just for the love of it and doesn't actually want any stake in it or anything, but mm. that's crazy and probably not going to happen.
0: Well, if it does would be
1: amazing. Yeah. That that would be fantastic. But uh but I don't think that's going to happen.
0: So, yeah, so either way, the whole point of the whole event the night is to just start to building, to start building my audience. Yeah. And so that's going to be kind of like the launching pad, maybe not the launching pad, but maybe like the celebration point for gaining my 1000 true fans that we've been talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I, definitely think it's a step in the right direction mm-hmm. as far as that goes. So, all right. So I guess we should talk about what we're talking about.
0: Oh, do you, we... do you want to talk about you for a minute?
1: No, no, no. I don't want to talk. About do you have me. any
0: feelings you need to get out?
1: Uh, no, not at the moment.
0: Um, you want to talk about your funny bone?
1: My funny bone? You
0: want to talk about the movie funny people again?
1: <laughs> I do love the movie funny. Have you watched it yet? No. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, go watch Funny People. Um, My funny bone is seriously bruised, and if anyone knows if like that's like a medical thing that I should look into, if my if my kind of half my hand has been numb for uh, about a week now, um, tweet us, message us something. Let me know if like that's something I should look into, or if it's just like a serious bruise and it'll go away. Uh, Because everything when you web MD it says that I've like chipped my something or other. You're gonna lose your arm and and I'm going to get decapitated and then get cancer and then get aids. So um and so if anybody know has like a more intimate relationship with that sort of thing, you know, just uh, let me know. But outside of that, um I think what we're what we're trying to talk about today is our response to the 1000 true fans. Yes. Um and and forgive me for not remembering per se, but do you Remember if we talked about this earlier on the podcast?
0: I remember talking about figuring out who we are, like branding and our goals and game plans and mm-hmm. stuff, and task blasting that. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about what a thousand true fans are and that we should just get a thousand fans and how it's a more obtainable number than thinking of there's a billion people in the world that I need to sell my stuff to.
1: Right. So, um, uh, so for anybody listening, the, the thousand true fans thing, uh, it was an essay written by some guy named Kevin Kelly and I'm not really, I don't, I'm not familiar with neither am I who that person is or anything like that. But, um, shout out to that guy. Uh, we could probably link the article in and of itself about it. And I guess the theory is, is that you don't need to get, you know, a mile wide reach in order to, uh, make a sustainable living as a artist or as a creative type or doing whatever it is you're doing. Essentially, all you need to do is you need to find 1,000 diehard fans. So not, not the, not the, you know, type of people who will be like, Oh, maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm not kind of the, the waffler types. You need to find a thousand true fans, um, who will buy, you know, everything you put out. And if they spend a hundred dollars on you a year, you've made a hundred thousand dollars for that year. Right. So, um, it's it's a cool way to think about it, and it's it's definitely conceptually very interesting because um, it almost helps like simplify the process in a way if you like think about it that way. I mean, obviously, it's not that easy to get to that point. Um,
0: no, it's a lot of work to get to a thousand, even.
1: Right. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: But the number a thousand is kind of. It can be any number. Yeah. It could be fifty people. It right. could be five hundred people.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's less daunting than, uh, conceptually it's less daunting than when you like see some of these YouTube stars that have like millions and millions of followers and stuff and you're like, fuck, I got to get there to be able to make money. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so I don't know. First, first impressions on the, on the article itself. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Uh,
0: I think it's a very, uh, uh, encouraging article. I feel like it's very Uh, uplifting in a way to where it just relieves a lot of weight off your shoulder. Mm -hmm. The idea of a million followers on YouTube is ridiculous, but a thousand seems completely doable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like pragmatically speaking, I mean, how do you think that, uh, can kind of like influence your work? Like, do you think that's a direction you would want to take or that's kind of what you're trying to do? Or do you think that you're kind of doing something else entirely?
0: well, I feel like the thing about a true fan is it's a fan that is on board with like your personal taste and your visions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the type of person to where if I created anything, they would be on board with it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know. Do you remember when Whitney Houston died? Yeah. And there was like a bassist that also died the same week or something like that. Oh, and there are a bunch of uh, like indie hipster people.
1: You're like, oh, why
0: is everyone upset about Whitney Houston? She didn't do anything except sing. And this bassist played in 95 bands or something like that.
1: That, that is a hipster thing to say. Right. <laughs> but the,
0: the, the thing that made me think was, or uh, I kept thinking the whole time, is that Whitney Houston was a pop, pop artist. She was a part yeah. of the pop culture. And pop culture means um, popular, uh, popular taste, choice of the audience that's out there you you look at specific musicians with a very narrow fan base and a unique sound and independent sound. It's not going to be played on the pop radio stations, right? You're going to have people like Whitney Houston played on the pop radio stations right. because a broader audience likes them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I like the idea of being that indie artist on the local radio station more so than being Whitney Houston on every radio station across the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally.
0: So it it kind of relieves that weight of, oh, I got to be something that everybody will like and just be something that I like and I share similar tastes with.
1: Absolutely. And I think for me that in a similar way, I think our, our thought process works in kind of a similar way here that, um, and of course, this is like a naive assumption because, of course, neither you or I have like really been... Uh, at the cusp of like real stardom like that. So of course I have no idea really what I'm talking about. It's like when people talk about their plans, if they won the lottery, uh-huh. it's like, well, you don't actually know how that would go because you've never even been close to that. Like making 68 million in one go. Right. You know, but in that vein of a uh, specious reasoning, uh, it, it seems to me that you and I both share a mindset that we almost kind of, uh, view it as like a law of diminishing returns or like a bell curve right where our utility would be the y-axis and like our money slash fame slash outreach or whatever (laughs) would be would be the x-axis right right and i um, will draw this for the show notes (laughs) no don't make me draw this for the show notes (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have you and you gotta digitally animate it too so get ready for that um
0: that's on you, man. That's but, on you.
1: But essentially, you get more and more utility as you get more reach, as you get more fame, as you get more money, that sort of stuff. But eventually, you hit a cusp, and then from there, it's going to be down for your utility. Like, like being Whitney Houston famous to me sounds exhausting. Yeah. You know, it's like when people ask me, like, oh, man, wouldn't you want to be a professional athlete? I'm like, not really, though. You're on, you have to be on point 24 seven. You have to to constantly just be on it. And like, you have to be there in the dark practicing and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, for instance, I forget, I read some essay that was about how Michael Jordan was great, but he was like terrible to be around. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't really have a pack of like real friends or anything like that because he was just constantly on and super competitive and just always practicing and not even enjoying himself. Right. And so I think that there's like, and that's that's the top of the top, though. Right. You know, like, people refer to other people as, like, oh, the Michael Jordan of XYZ. Exactly. So it's like, he was the top of the top. I think that there's a middle ground where you actually end up maximizing you, your utility, your happiness, and, like, your outreach and what you can do without having that kind of shit on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, so, again, that's, like, a naive assumption. Like, if someone offered me, you know, $10 billion right now, would I not take it? I mean course of course you would take it and then you'd give me one <laughs> yeah to go make your movie <laughs> studio with sure um that's what i would do with it <laughs> but uh but essentially you know it it almost in a sense for me would be better more optimal to have like a thousand true fans that you know then i can live sustainably and create the stuff that i want to create as opposed to having millions of fans and then having kind of this persona built up or like Then I'm working on stuff that I don't even maybe want to, then it truly does become, you know, work as opposed to something I've been wanting to do.
0: Right. That's the the thing about, you know, the reason why we're we're pursuing this creative endeavor is that it doesn't need to, we don't want it to feel like work. Yeah. We want to enjoy doing what we're doing. Yeah. But the idea of raking up a million fans sounds like work.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely is. So, so I guess what, you know, we're kind of pondering right now is, you know, how do we get those 1,000 true fans? And so that means you don't want to have a mile-wide reach, but only the depth of an inch. You want to have the reach of an inch but the depth of a mile. Right. You like that? Man,
0: that make you one of your quotey things write that down quote posts quote, quote post, post, post right, right now make that a quote post absolutely share it on the twitters
1: on the twitters and make a t-shirt and all kinds of And my space yeah but the so the point is um to me when i was like kind of reading that and thinking about that i was like that's so much more in your wheelhouse i feel like mm-hmm. than than like trying to go after this shotgun approach of just you know trying to get all of tucson for instance to watch your stuff right because I don't know i i i again this is this is one of those things where it on the surface seems easier. I'm sure it's a whole ton of work, and it's going to be difficult, but it's almost really encouraging because you kind of have already like this this decent reach within the the niches the communities of Tucson, yeah right right so it doesn't seem like it would be altogether too difficult for you to kind of like really uh what they call grease the groove. And like, just expand that. Okay. So, I mean, I was just kind of uh, brainstorming some ideas uh, for you. So
0: we're gonna task blast.
1: I don't know if we're gonna task blast. I don't know if they're if they're that fully flushed out. I don't know if I have anything that's like that, you know, flushed out that will give you like an actionable plan. But I have some like ideas to work around.
0: Okay. Well. Okay. we'll we'll, have, we'll task blast later.
1: We'll task blast later. I oh, mean, maybe. Okay. Maybe we can uh, edit in an extra task, task blast, you know. Um, but I kind of just have some more, like, vagary stuff, which, first of all, I think the, like, I don't know if you intended it necessarily to be this way or if it actually was, but I think the, uh, the murder mystery night is increasingly becoming a better and better idea.
0: Right, because it's being fleshed out
1: it's being flushed out and you're really kind of coming. But I think the other thing is that it has like a distinctly personal touch. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that we need to like actually start pushing.
0: Right. The, we were going to talk about this a long time ago. We never got to it was being disruptive. Oh yeah. And it's kind of like I'm having a screening, but with a twist on it, my Mm -hmm. own personal touch. And so it's disrupting the whole, norm of what is usually screened around town in the independent world at least
1: yeah i mean because like for instance i didn't uh, um we won't reference your competitors by name or anything like that but like i never heard of any of your competitors until you like showed me some videos and i was like oh yeah no i've seen that on like instagram or i've seen that on something so it's like they do have kind of more of a reach that way but they don't have a deep reach where it's like you tell me the name of this company or any of these, you know, other things who, who makes these, you know, movies or do whatever. I have no idea who they are. Right. The whole idea, I guess for this is to really distinctly let people know who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and what you are doing personally.
0: And my personal interests and my personal, right. Uh, techniques not techniques uh style and all that exactly yeah like
1: what stylistically you do as you know whatever what kind of uh projects you like to take on what kind of stories you like that you wrote directed and you know you're going to shoot some of this blah blah blah. Uh like that sort of stuff that's the kind of thing that we just need to get uh tucson you know acquainted with and that's how you like start to get those like 1000 true fans as opposed to like a wide reach we're not trying to take this to all of arizona i mean eventually probably eventually or like the entire united states again eventually Mm -hmm. but like for right now it's just like greasing that groove like figuring out the people who would be interested in that and and honestly just just having content for people to resonate with and and I think that that's something that you're starting to like, you know, really create and really kind of do. Right. You know what I mean? so I thought the, as I thought more about the murder mystery night, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like you are actually going to be there addressing all the people that are there. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of starts this little like in community. And you know, you connect that with a podcast, you connect that with your blog, you connect that with everything. So you kind of create this in network for people to kind of be a part of, and they're getting... You know, because nobody, nobody likes to get updates on all their platforms. You know what I mean? Right. I don't like someone on YouTube telling me, like, oh, new video posted. And then emailing me also, like, oh, new video posted. But I also, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm just this way. Maybe most people have it differently. But I'm not the guy who has all my stuff connected. I have stuff kind of separate. Oh, that's but, weird. Yeah, I know. I, I don't have my YouTube connected up to the same email that I have to work on this, that I have to, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But for me, it really works out that way because I don't like getting pinged on all those stuff. But you're basically going to find a way to kind of keep resonating and keep on the forefront of everybody's mind. But, you know.
0: And the goal is to be different on all the platforms. Right. I mean, it'll, it'll be like the same content or the same theme, but mm-hmm. it won't be, hey, here's my vlog on getting a thousand fans. Yeah. I'll go listen to my podcast. If you want to listen to more. Yeah. Yeah. Or our part podcast. I apologize.
1: Oh, uh, Yours, ours, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both uh, using it for our own means that actually kind of like, will synchronize eventually.
0: So, so far I'm hearing two steps. One is kind of figuring out a way to be disruptive from the norm. Mm -hmm. to be different from the norm, to stand out from everyone else. Right. To find a new approach to something that somebody else has probably done before, Mm -hmm. but to make it your own and put your own little unique twist on it to make it personal, to make it a personal experience for the people. Right. Attending, viewing, experiencing what you're throwing out there. And then the second thing is creating content for these people to latch onto, to absorb, to get to know you better.
1: Right, and and I mean that's kind of part of the bigger umbrella, which is that you, uh, it's very difficult to sell like a single piece of work, like stand alone, mm-hmm. right? Like you might have a great movie, you know what I mean, or like you have this full length movie, and I think that's that's kind of what um, I mean. Despite the fact that it's not on Amazon and all that kind of stuff, that's the problem that's going to be run into with Eddie Mummy.
0: Uh huh. It's a standalone and, thing.
1: It's a standalone thing. Like it's. If you have something that is truly like absolute, you know, slam dunk genius, eventually that gets out through the indie channels and that gets out and blah, blah, blah. And eventually people hear about it, Mm -hmm. you know, like it becomes something huger than it was. And I think that's how some of these movies get made that, you know, start really small, but eventually they explode. It's like, but it's a whole lot easier to sell something as kind of like a, and I don't literally mean like a package deal. Like, I don't mean you're like bundling items and like selling that. But what I mean is, is like, it's part of something bigger. Like people know, uh, like that's how the whole idea of like a franchise came up. Right. You know what I mean? Like people know what they're getting into when they go see a Fast and the Furious movie because they know what the... Because
0: they've, they've seen the first You know what I mean? eight of them.
1: I haven't even seen any of them, but I kind of get the idea of what the next one's going to be. So then I like know if I'm in or I'm out. I don't think you do perhaps i don't yeah <laughs> perhaps i don't
0: okay, start at four man
1: start at four so i can skip the first three yeah okay
0: the first three are all about cars so if you're really into cars watch the first three
1: i feel you know like so many people especially like who i work with are like i like so many people are into cars i feel like i should be into cars i'm just not
0: i don't really neither start. am i um but after after four they're heist movies And heist movies are fun.
1: That I can get down with. I'm more of a heist personality (laughs) than a car personality.
0: All right. So we're going to have a fun event. We're doing Murder Mystery Night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start creating content on all the platforms. Yes. Maybe not all the platforms. Specifically, I'm going to focus on the podcast, the vlog, Mm -hmm. and maybe Facebook. I don't know.
1: Well... Forget even Facebook. I mean, yeah, like that, that obviously you're going to have to manipulate these digital channels to be. But what I mean is, like, when you finally put on your murder mystery night, like, have engagement with your audience, like, personally, physically, Mm -hmm. right there. You know what I mean? Um, Because there's just like this psychological, natural law of reciprocity that if you people actually, actually want to help other people out right people actually want to do something if if you gain a connection which kind of puts you in someone else's tribe so to speak because as much as technology and like the government and all this kind of stuff has advanced pretty quickly mm-hmm. like exponentially fast our biological mechanisms are still like we are only as fast as we've evolved as a species so if you think about it, our society is super advanced for how backlogged our actual, like, uh, like for instance, you know why most people get uh, back injuries? It's Cause because they don't stretch. No. That too, I guess. But it's because we're not fully equipped to handle, you know, X amount of years, however, you, however long you live, bipedally. So, like, on your two feet. Hmm. Like, we're not fully, everyone thinks, like, oh, man, we're so far away from, you know, the apes or from, you know, we're whatever. Not. And this is me dropping all my opinions and stuff right now. But we're actually not that far along to the point where we get back pain because we're not fully evolved for bipedalism. Like, we do it well enough. And, I mean, I'll have to check on my.
0: I wish we can get some bipedalism in Congress. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if only we could get some bipedalism passed through Congress. Man. No, but, you know, it's kind of the idea that you take advantage of that by, you know, being personable and by networking at these things, Mm -hmm. that you will put yourself in somebody else's tribe. And just naturally, what happens then is that people want to reciprocate or do things or help or are more likely to. You know be a part of someone else's thing if they feel like you're one of them
0: right you establish that connection
1: right so so that gets back to that you know not a mile wide approach but only an inch deep you want to get an inch wide and a mile deep i'm losing this
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm picking up what you're throwing down
1: you know what i mean so have people feel like they're in part of a community as you get closer and closer to the date, send updates via email or Facebook or whatever it is you want to do. Like, don't just post it as your, as your status Mm -hmm. because everybody does that. Right. That's, that's like, um, it's kind of like, uh, and I relate everything to this because this is where my experience lies, but it's kind of like an action potential. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, explain for the audience out there. Okay. So, um, This is kind of a scientific sidebar here.
0: Uh, We're in the science corner. Science corner. With a tish.
1: (laughs) Um, So an action potential is essentially an electrical impulse in the brain. And in order for an action potential to be achieved, because there's, there's like continuous electrical impulses in your brain, but you're not always thinking something or moving or releasing neurotransmitters or that sort of thing. In order for that event to occur... The ele- the voltage, basically, on the electrical impulse has to hit a certain threshold. And once it hits that threshold, boom, it explodes up and then goes. And that's what releases neurotransmitters or muscular impulses and that sort of thing. Okay. Right? So it's kind of like that in that you... Um, Shit, I'm losing it because I, so, I got so stuck on the... You got so
0: excited on science. No, I did, I did. This is what happens with science folks. They get all I know, you excited got... about neurons firing or whatever you just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we were talking about getting people to do stuff for you. Action, or action, what is this, action points? Action potentials. Potentials. So it's like reaching a threshold.
0: So touching people in real life as opposed to. got it, got it, got it, got it. Never
1: mind. So essentially, like, let's take my brain, for instance. I have completely smashed my adrenal glands by, you know, intaking way too much caffeine for way too long. Okay. So in order for me to hit threshold on a lot of stuff, I need to have a lot of caffeine intake, like a lot of stimulant, which lowers the threshold bar or will get me closer to the threshold bar as a more apt way to say it. Um. That's kind of what the digital age has done with marketing and with, uh, promotions and stuff like that.
0: It's gotten everybody too caffeinated.
1: Right. You have way too contiguous a stream of like, you know, Oh, post this, post that, post that. You have like, you know, how many times does your feed change a day? A million times. And it's with a continuous stream of like just everything, everything. So people have kind of started to learn to ignore that kind of stuff because yeah, how much of it is about something that I, I would actually be interested in going to or seeing or, wow, this is a really cool creative project or whatever, and how much of it is, you know, videos of cats doing stuff. And, right, know, that right. That's sort the of thing, right? Right. It ends up being, so now people are, like, kind of filtering out all that information until they find something that they actually like. So the best way for you to go about getting people actually interested in, for instance, your murder mystery night, you want people to come out, whatever, message them personally. Mm-hmm. Don't do so. So, I guess this goes back to what you were saying about being disruptive. But don't do like the same, you know, hey, I'm putting this event and make a Facebook event, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, do that too because you want to widen your birth. But the way to gain a thousand true fans is to create a thousand true fans.
0: And it's going to be a lot of footwork.
1: A lot of footwork.
0: It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of going out there in person, mm-hmm. touching people uh, <laughs> with handshakes. With handshakes. <laughs> uh, and interacting with people and and joining tribes and gaining those relationships that way more so than a poke on Facebook. Right. Cuz those are annoying. Yeah, those are annoying. When was the last time you got poked?
1: <sighs> Years ago.
0: I haven't been poked in a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: I'll poke you later on today. I'll poke you right now if you want. Mm, I'm good. All right. I'm going to do it anyway.
1: But I think that's that's kind of the strength of your like campaigns is that you do have like kind of a unique positioning and you do have a unique kind of product. I I don't really want to use that, but
0: you know what I mean? That point of view. Yeah. Like uh, your process.
1: Yeah. And, and you're making something that not a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of Tucsonans who do their shorts at like first Fridays or whatever at the loft, which I'm not knocking at all. No, I think that's a great event. But this is just kind of the next step for you. It's like you're you've kind of tested the waters on that and now you figured out kind of an independent way that you like to or that you would like to push and promote your own creative work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of your strength and what better way to utilize that than like actively reaching out to people individually and personally and getting them, you know, involved. And as soon as they feel involved in the Damn it, he poked me. He fucking poked me. <laughs> as soon as they feel involved in um, kind of your process, they are going to like want to follow it until its end, until its fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, you give people individually updates on like, hey, we just closed uh shooting of, you know, whatever. So now we've got, you know, months of editing or whatever, but just wait until it gets to the actual event, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like it'll all pay off, yada, yada. yada. I
0: got some behind the scenes footage over here. I got some pictures over here. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So keep yeah. creating that content. So. But then kind of figure out, you know, the kind of people that would be maybe interested in your stuff and then just get them on board. Right. Be able to sell yourself.
0: Okay. So we've got... Uh, so what's the next, what, what else would we do to build a fan base? What's, what are other ways to build a fan base?
1: Mm, outside of... So, I mean, creating more stuff.
0: But not just creating stuff. It's creating unique stuff. Because... Right. <laughs> we're so saturated right now we're over caffeinated on social media yeah that we need to find the a new way to stimulate that mm-hmm. social media gland so create content that's unique and personable and personal to you and what did you just pull out of your pant leg
1: that was uh, a lot of hair
0: was that like a leg hair furball
1: yeah it was something like that it was, a, it was a collection of uh
0: see if i snapchatted that Boom! A thousand fans.
1: I, I think so. That would have been some great content that you're missing out. I would right have now.
0: tagged you, and you'd be like, uh or you would have created a a page just for your legs leg hair. hair fur balls. Mm-hmm.
1: I would have started an Instagram just for that,
0: and the videos would pull out and be like, "Oh my <laughs> god, look how big that fur ball is
1: today!" Look at my big fur ball,
0: man. What's weird is there's probably a huge audience for that.
1: Yeah, there's a crazy huge audience for everything. Have you heard of Doctor Pimple Popper? No. Okay.
0: Does he he pop pimples?
1: Uh, It's a a she. And she...
0: Does she pop pimples?
1: Has an Instagram where she pops the most insane shit you've ever seen in your life. Like, some of them are just, like, little normal stuff. But some of them are huge cysts in people's backs and shit like that. It's disgusting. Oh, gross. But it's also, I can't stop watching it.
0: That reminds me of uh, that YouTube channel, Will It Blend? Oh, yeah. And they just blend stuff in a blender.
1: Or the one where uh, they have that hydraulic press. Yeah. And it just, like, it just presses shit and smashes things down. And like, sometimes things explode. It's awesome.
0: So your leg hair for a ball could be the next, could
1: be the next thing. Dr. Yeah. Pimple puffer, Dr. Pimple Popper.
0: But yeah, but those are examples of unique things that are.
1: Yeah. And unique positioning
0: that stand out in the world of
1: whatever platform they're on. Well, it was kind of like what, um, my friend Colton was saying once he was talking about like, um, and I don't know, this was in some vague conversation somewhere. He, uh, he was talking about how, you know, can you believe... And, and he was kind of structuring it in the sort of society way. Like, we were once at a time where everybody had to be constantly hunting and gathering and whatever and making a fire or else we would die. Right. And now we've gotten to the point where can you believe that it's somebody's basically entire life making cat videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's just an interesting time to be alive where, you know, we can put you know, all our just regular living stuff on the back burner and kind of really focus on stuff that is actually stimulating for us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's where people's strengths are. It's too many people are trying to fall into, um, kind of this generalized idea of, of what, you know, you do to be successful or what you do to, you know, whatever, um, without really fully understanding, you know, That given enough time, effort, energy, and it doesn't happen for everyone, but, you know, you can actually figure out the thing that makes you tick outside of your, you know, normal day to day. Like I have to exist stuff and create something out of that.
0: Right. All right. So I don't know. What else is there to talk about getting your thousand true fans?
1: I mean, those are my kind of thoughts on the matter. So it wasn't even so much um, a new idea for you because these are all existing concepts, but kind of just how to use those to upswing your uh, your trajectory all right. in a sense. I don't know. What what thoughts do you have on, on what the process is going to, because this is actually going to be coming down to you. I mean, what do you think that process looks like for you?
0: Well, my original thoughts before this conversation was I needed to attack different types of Audiences in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of not that that might not get me the fans that I want. You're getting all for clumped here. Oh, I'm getting so for uh, Klemp. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what am I saying? Yeah. Well, no, like I was going to do, um, like I was going to make short films for Instagram mm-hmm. and try and build a short film process on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or. Instagram or Facebook, I didn't really know which one. And it was only going to be on those platforms. Yeah, yeah. And then I got my vlog where I'm going to kind of talk about my week and what I did that week. And Mm -hmm. like, this is what I learned today. Or this is what I was thinking when I did this. And this is my process when I planned an event or asked somebody to work for free or whatever I'm going to be doing that week. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of... It it just feels like it's all on the same... There's the same end goal on mm-hmm. all of them, and it's yeah. all to build an audience, and it's all to get to Murder Mystery Night, mm-hmm. which is going to be like, I don't know, waiting for Guffman or
1: waiting for Guffman.
0: Uh, what's uh, Best in Show, where everyone's training oh, yeah. their dogs, and then they they bring all the dogs together. Yeah, they pick a winner. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> My favorite one from those movies, I forgot who do, who, who does them oh man
1: um that's a really familiar name
0: I, Gord... I remember i was
1: surprised to find out it's like chris something i think his name is chris the guy from best in show did a lot of other stuff too uh,
0: but like uh maureen o'hara i think is the lady one of the ladies Marine. and she's there in that show uh schitt's creek have you seen that show
1: no it looked
0: It's pretty funny. Is it really? The first two seasons were really funny. I don't know what the new one's like.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, for me it sounds like you're you're kind of uh like you're you almost feel pressure to build an audience like you're trying to go super broad with it. Christopher Guest. Okay, maybe I was maybe I'm confusing this with somebody else.
0: But the best one, I think, of Christopher Guest is uh, A Mighty Wind. And it's like a Prairie Home Companion show. Oh, my God. And they like have a reunion because the guy that started it passed away. And it's like a memorial show.
1: So good. So good. Never seen it. I'll put it on the list. All right. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't. But,
0: but yeah, but my my original thought was I need to start broad and kind of shotgun effect and just maybe and some of them will stick and maybe some of them won't but who knows so if i just start in and go out as opposed to go out and then come in yeah i think that's i need to kind of change
1: you don't want a pyramid up you want a reverse funnel
0: exactly <laughs> i don't want a pyramid up i want a reverse funnel. you want a reverse funnel right
1: which is an upside down pyramid you want an upside down pyramid
0: exactly yeah that's a funnel yeah a funnel yeah
1: wait did i say reverse funnel Yes. I guess it would just be a funnel.
0: Right. Reverse funnel is a Reverse funnel
1: is a pyramid. Is a
0: pyramid. <laughs> I want a reverse pyramid. Yeah, you want a reverse pyramid or funnel. Or funnel.
1: Or funnel. Which uh, these are all going to be uh, terms we're going to be using. Uh, quote post. Quote post. You want a <laughs> quote post. Like you get like some kind of landscape, and then you just put it in between quotes. You want a reverse pyramid and funnel, not reverse First, funnel and a pyramid. pyramid, right. I think that's, that's genius. Oh, we can, I can, we can take a trip to Egypt, take pictures of pyramids. I don't know if I can afford that. The, the trip that I was, you know, that I still think we should take is to go check out the margaritas in Tennessee.
0: Oh, uh, that bartender's moved back to Tucson. Oh. So in theory, we can go get a margarita right now. Maybe not right now. I have to go figure out the schedule. Yeah. But this person uh, is in an 80s cover band and they played at uh, Culinary last night. Oh, really? I did not go.
1: Yeah. I I was
0: being antisocial.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I should have gone because there's
0: there's elbow rubbers to rub there.
1: Yeah. You should start rubbing some elbows, especially with, um, you know, like how many times – and the point isn't to like test out how genuine it is or whatever, but like how many times, for instance, have you and I hung out and then at least with one other person or something like that or some like acquaintance or some affable nitwit or something like that, you – you find somebody who's like, oh no, like I, I've acted, I've done this, that, and the other, or whatever. And then right. most of the time we get we end up people that we think like, oh, we can cast, and then they never send us stuff. Right. I'm referring to someone in particular. I know. I
0: know. Trip. Okay. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah,
1: but the point is, is, those would be the people who might be interested in going to see your shit, if not even for any other reason than they want to envision themselves in those kind of. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Where do I find these people? The people that you want to channel in. Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, check all your metrics on all your stuff. Okay. Right?
0: Metrics checked.
1: (laughs) Like, uh, you know, you have your – you have, like, pretty decently successful Instagram stuff. I do. Check in on those people and kind of see whether those people would be interested in these kind of events or that kind of thing. Like, don't let yourself feel restricted by – because I know – kind of how it feels you feel like oh man i'm gonna be bothering a whole lot of people or you know i don't want to reach out and like make this seem like a bigger deal than it actually is or something like that because i am completely familiar with the kind of like staying up wind trajectory or the idea that you know i want to um uh that I, that I want to kind of like play everything off as though it's not a big deal, uh-huh. right? This is why I realized the difference in, and, and we talked about this earlier on the podcast, when we first did that short Violet of the Wolf, I like kind of just like played it off because I didn't want, because for some reason I was stuck in my head as though thinking that people would receive it as some sort of vanity or something like that, which is something a lot of creative types I think get bogged down with. I think maybe you do as well. Uh,
0: I was listening to another podcast and they were calling it the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Am I really good enough to be doing what I'm doing right now?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, that's, that's exactly what I have with titles and stuff like that is, is referred to as imposter syndrome where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, am I actually like, you know, I'm, I'm in this, like how long until I get found out that I'm not actually this good. Right. But that's a poisonous way of thinking. And, and it's like, you always tell me like, okay, you got to break up with that idea with like titles and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, obviously people are looking at your stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you almost don't want to feel like, oh man, am I putting off too much of a thing by, you know, reaching out to these people and being like, Hey, guess what? I've got this movie coming out, blah, 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 etc. cetera, et cetera. But it's like, that is your intrinsic, like they are giving you by, you know, following you and double tapping and, or liking or whatever it is people do, you know, um, they are kind of giving a signal that, that you occupy at least this much of their attention uh-huh. and some people. So not all. So like, let's say you have, um, 1000 followers on Instagram. Not all of those people are going to follow you to go see your movie. Right. You know what I mean? But a percentage of them will. So it would be, a um, it would be remiss, a miss, remiss. Contra. You would be remiss to not take advantage of that and like, Try and you know spread that that word out that way. Uh-huh. So I mean, you already have an intrinsic amount of people that you know would want to follow you. I think you know you can find other people who are outside of that reach with a little bit more like what you're doing now. You're creating different streams that people will be interested in because I'm sure we probably have a couple listeners on the podcast who also follow you on Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the crossover is that wide.
0: You no, know what I mean? Right. I think we
1: also have people who listen to the podcast who don't listen to you on, or uh, follow you on Instagram. And right. Et cetera, you know? So you have all these different methodologies to start reaching out to people. Just start making it known that this is what you're trying to do or I'm trying to make this film production company and hey, look at my film production company or whatever. Start reaching out to these people individually. It doesn't, it'll feel uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm like worth their time or I don't know if whatever, but that's an illusion that you're, you're giving yourself.
0: Right. It's that whole FedEx thing. FedEx, the FedEx logo. I think Oh we yeah, that but there's an ago.
1: arrow in between it. Who knew?
0: And there's a spoon in the in there as well.
1: A spoon?
0: Yeah, we've, I think I'm pretty sure we talked I'm, about we this. We must
1: have done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, exactly. It's like it's something that you're. It's a self defense mechanism because you don't want to do something and not be good at it, mm-hmm. which is something that I totally relate to. Right. I'm so competitive that I want to be like great at everything right out the gate, but that's not really how that works.
0: Right. But I guess on the on the social media part, if I wanted to be more proactive, I would have to go out and find other Arizona filmmakers and comment on their stuff or
1: yeah, give feedback or start to find the other people who do stuff here in town. You know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of them. Like it's like I'm ignorant to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's definitely something we should start investigating
0: because there was like a documentary I think that played at Sundance, based in or filmed in Bisbee. Really. There was, uh, you know, there's stuff out there. I can't think of any right now, but need more coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's a way to do it on social media. I can hop on Twitter and follow other filmmakers to learn things from and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, thanks for that tip or whatever, just to kind of give back and, you know, not be, asking the whole time yeah yeah but like be handing out stuff not handing out but interacting in a positive way be positive being positive on social media is pretty rare nowadays
1: yeah it's all really negative stuff and everyone's kind of uses that as a uh as a stream of just like bitching about things and you know, right whatever yeah that's why it's kind of um I took a little bit of a tone shift when I started you know reading all these different books and all that kind of stuff, like because I was used to getting just caught into this negativity and especially when I was working for my old clients i mean I'm sure you remember during that time I was just like negative as shit all the time uh-huh. but then I kind of took a tone shift and you know. I was, I was reading a whole lot of books that were saying differently. And I started believing in all these, like, you know, like when we're talking about quote posts, it sounds ridiculous, but I started believing a lot of these things that like a lot of people dip- say. And, and people were like, Oh, there's, there's a tish with his, you know, whatever. Of course he like, he has all these sayings, and all these different, you know, things, but it's like, that I think kind of enforces a stronger kind of resonating message than, than just like falling in line with, like we were talking about with, uh, the action potentials right you know it it does a whole lot more for kind of strengthening what like focus more on what you do want to happen or what is happening or what you're trying to you know whatever as opposed to stuff you don't want to happen or you know whatever i mean i think there's just a strength in that in general Mm -hmm. i don't know i i think you're you're on the right track and i like the idea of you changing your focus into being something larger that this is just a step in as opposed to like the murder mystery night being the end all mission
0: no this is like the grand opening party
1: yeah that's cool
0: but that's the new plan so i just gotta make it happen mm-hmm. and you're all coming along for the ride yeah yeah so everyone talking about it for the next if, three months uh, if
1: it's gonna be on the uh the podcast or um, whether you're checking out his vlog which you should definitely link your first one at least uh, to this podcast episode
0: And I'll link your band again.
1: No. Stop doing that. I don't know why you keep doing that. Stop doing that.
0: Everyone check out Atisha's old band from 2004.
1: (laughs) Uh, No. Don't. 2014. 2014. I think you and I knew each other in 2004. No. Didn't we?
0: Who knows? I'm really bad with dates.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember anymore. Um... But it's kind of like, that's that's sort of the same thing, that I, um, I've i kind of been modulating what I'm trying to achieve myself, and, and I'm kind of like figuring it out as I do more. And that's, you know, I think an important part in the process is that I I don't want to stray away from my goals all that much, because I made those for a reason, but... As I'm kind of gaining more information, I'm starting to change that stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Like uh, today I came with you, or I, I, you know, while we weren't rolling, while we were just like chatting, you know, I'm starting to figure out that instead of creating this system that I'm trying to sell, you know, B2B, business to business, like I also kind of want to work in that. But I'm kind of doing that in a professional capacity already. Mm-hmm. Um, Or rather, I just started. I only had my first week. I can probably get fired soon anyways. Right. (laughs) But I kind of figured out that actually I want to start writing more in more of a kind of a personal professional level. Like, Like books are probably a dead medium, but I think I might give that a try anyways.
0: Books are a billion dollar... Industry still still
1: do people buy books? People still buy books. Like I know I do, but I, I'm people still buy books.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about this and someone was telling me, or they were talking about the process of writing a book and blah, 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 and selling to a publisher and and all this. And there's, it's, I think it's 22 point. I think it's like, I think they said 24 or 2.4 either way. Billion. Oh shit. It's more than all the sports. Uh, franchises combined really more than baseball football Hmm. even soccer basketball even soccer all combined the book industry is is more profitable than them
1: yeah so i mean it's basically just that modular ability to understand that you know from a perspective i wanted to kind of consult and teach people how to do stuff in terms of like different perspectives on business and that sort of thing. And now I'm kind of realizing that the real thing that excites me and that manifests is kind of, um, doing that on more of a personal level, like Uh because so many of like, like even myself and so many of my friends are bogged down at the level that I'm at now. But like, I think that you're, and maybe this just might be my relentless positivity right now but uh lay it on me but i th- i feel like you're at the cusp because your your kind of modality changed and i feel like you're at the cusp of like seeing some greater success here and i kind of think the same is true for me so i just know too many people around the same kind of area that you and i are in but that just don't have like i think you and i got a great working relationship going where you know i fall short or i falter or i something and you're like don't do that like you should definitely keep you know whatever and the same thing is true for you Mm -hmm. i i don't think a lot of people have that or at least they don't spend time with enough people who are kind of forward thinking right and so they get bogged down in their current circumstance and they just don't do anything Mm -hmm. you know so so that's kind of what i'm trying to we're not trying to focus on because right now i've got my plate full with you know work like in the professional sector but that's eventually where i'd like to go
0: you can still spend five, 10 minutes a day even. Oh, totally. Writing a paragraph, yeah. writing an outline, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: while you're pooping, I'm going to outline this one step.
1: That is where I do my best work.
0: That's where a lot of people do their best work.
1: Mm, check. Yeah. get it.
0: All right. So to recap, let's do a,
1: yeah, let's run through. There was a whole lot of ideas shared.
0: So let's do a little recap for today. So we were talking about a thousand true fans and how do we get them? And first, Thing that I remember was talking about was that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Basically, yeah, it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Also, we need to do something creative and unique to kind of disrupt the current uh, way people receive what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, I think the the official way to say that is position yourself to be disruptive. Right. So, meaning that you you figure out the way in not only your idea but also your execution of the idea and then your selling of the idea so all three of those things come in line for you to be different be unique and in a very kind of like um appealing sort of way
0: right what was next
1: uh next i was enforcing to you that you have to put a personal touch on it personal
0: touch say- go out and actually touch persons <laughs> yeah touch some people touch some people go out into public uh a friend of mine suggested i should join a board
1: a board for
0: like a non-profit oh man and you just pay your dues and go to meetings once or twice a month
1: oh man and then you can be a board member
0: then i'd be a board member
1: you want to make sure you're the one who gets the gavel although i'm pretty sure that's like for the head of the board
0: right uh i probably wouldn't want Gavel, gavel, gavel. No, you don't want to gavel. No, not yet. I'm not ready for the gavel. You're not it's ready too, for much, the too much. Too okay. much responsibility.
1: Hey, well, but but I like where the the idea is kind of out of the the norm. You know, mm-hmm. it might be a good idea. Because
0: I'm still kind of a young guy. Yeah. I don't think people my age really join boards. No. Well, no, think... maybe a few do, and those few people are cool.
1: Yeah. They're cool I, people. I think the problem is, is that most people reserve that kind of thing for you know older people. And then that's kind of the problem is that they don't have their fingers to the pulse. So maybe, you know, right. But of course, that's the idea that I have is like a younger person. Right. Our voices aren't being heard. like. You know. But I'm just going to sit here and whine about Ew. it. And all
0: the old people are going to be like, Oh, those whining kids don't do anything. Yeah. Well, I'm not joining any boards. Well, you should. So, uh, reach out to people, meet people in person, have conversations with people, all that fun stuff. We had a great, uh, networking podcast. I think it was episode four.
1: Episode three? Episode four?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Maybe six. We'll we we'll put a link in the show notes. It
1: definitely wasn't six, but yeah, go ahead. And we'll
0: talk about... Well, we talked about networking and how to kind of start conversations. and Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then last week, we talked about our pitches. So those two back-to-back.
1: Yeah, it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. These are all ideas that will be, you know... And, and that's actually... What I think is cool about this podcast in and of itself is people can kind of, now we're getting a a library, so to speak. This
0: is episode 20, man. Congrats. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Well, so case in point, we're getting enough libraries on topics that people can kind of pick and choose what applies to them and what doesn't. So you don't necessarily, this isn't like, you know, a Netflix series where you have to listen to this in order. Right. You know what I mean? feel free to pick and choose the topics that you want. And like, so for instance, right now, yeah, probably actually would be good to go back and refer to the networking episode and then the pitch episode and then this, because these are about to be ideas that are all going to culminate together. Mm -hmm. I know I'll be probably going back and listening to those because I need to remind myself what I'm doing.
0: Me too. I need to refresh on my networking approaches and my pitch a little bit. Yeah. And so yeah and then i think the last thought that we had was uh when reaching out on social media just stay positive yeah and contribute to a conversation not just belittle people
1: yeah exactly and it's the same thing that's like creating stuff as opposed to just having a voice on just commenting on things Mm -hmm. i mean that's how much more powerful is your outreach when you are actually like making something to be looked at or to be read or to be whatever as opposed to just like thumbs up, like, right. blah, 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 right. I find this work derivative, like, you know, or whatever. Like, uh-huh. it, it's it's just so much, uh, there's so much more power held in people who actually are doing and creating things as opposed to just like existing on a flat stream there.
0: Right. Awesome, man. Well, good talk.
1: Yeah, I think we've got a, a lot of work cut out for us. We
0: Everybody has a lot of work if you want to build your fan base. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work.
1: But, uh You know, 1000 true fans,
0: 1000 true fans, just find those people that you feel connected to and share common interests with and start there. Yeah, don't don't shotgun blast everybody. No, be smart, be specific on your approach, and you should be good to go.
1: Yep. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at AtishMazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.